This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. And we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. It is officially. Take a look at the date. (laughs) Yeah. It's Wednesday, November 20th. 20th. That means we are one month away from the rise of Skywalker. Uh, And I couldn't be more hyped. I'm pretty pretty hyped, guys. Uh, And I'm sure he's hyped, too. It's uh, joining me on the podcast today is Mr. Mark Von Olin from Tops. How's it going, Mark? Hey, Riley. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back and for being a part of this uh, this weird countdown podcast thing that we do every every year, except for last year because I wasn't able to. Uh, but we're back. It's happening. Star Wars Excellent. Um, and there's a reason. Listen, there's a reason that I like doing this format in the in the countdown. When the excitement's building, it really it, it's a lot more fun to capture it. Uh, and there's a lot more stuff going on that you just couldn't keep up if we were doing this week to week. Case in point. Just a little tease about what we're talking about on the show. There's already a new TV spot with some new footage, uh, new poster um, for the Dolby uh, release, and um, Vanity Fair just came out with their spread on Rise of Skywalker and released a whole bunch of new images. So, uh, you know what? Let's talk all about it. Um, first off is this TV spot. I actually, it's a, it's just a 30-second spot. I'm going to play it, Mark. Um Feel free if you want to take a look at it as well as we go through. There's a couple new shots that I'm going to highlight, but I'm just going to let the whole thing play because, well, Star Wars awesomeness. What we've done all this time. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I think it's available now. <laughs> it's getting real. It's happening. Thirty days out. It's happening. I get. So the interesting thing is, we get a little bit more of that three PO moment, which is really the centerpiece of the last trailer. Like that's the moment. I, that was the the breath, really, because there's all this epic footage of. The, the Ray's training and the confrontation with Kylo in that in that thea- last theatrical trailer we got. But it was 3PO's line, taking one last look at my friends. That one had everybody freaking out about 3PO's fate. <laughs> but two, I think, really grounded the trailer. And I, they seem to be leaning more into that in the marketing because they include this line here right at the top. What we've done all this time. What are you doing there, 3PO? Um... I just like how 3PO is sort of the the centerpiece of the spot. Mm. I I just I just hope he's okay. Are you what's your theory, Mark? Do you, are you interested or, or trepidatious maybe about 3PO's fate in this movie? Well, I don't know if he's going to make it out alive, but I think the important thing is they're connecting all three parts of the saga. Yes. Yeah. You know, 
C-3PO and R2-D2 are two of the first characters we meet in the original trilogy. They have really important roles. Um, they're connected to Leia and then find Obi-Wan and bring Luke and get Han. Like, they're glue. Um, and then with the prequels, uh, we get the orig- their origin stories. Um, and, you know, R2 was part of Padme's uh, group and C-3PO was built by Darth Vader. So I think that uh, the, the intention to connect 42 years of storytelling yeah. um, will rely heavily on any of the droids, whether it be R2 or C-3PO, um, because they connect prequel to classic. They're huge in the Clone Wars. Um, they haven't had a lot of screen time in the new trilogy, but they are there and they're important. Um, yeah. R2 had the map to Skywalker. So I think uh, it, it's not surprising to me uh, that they're getting this amount of coverage if we're going to talk about how this movie closes out nine movies. So I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and it is interesting because the marketing really and, and really the centerpiece of what they're saying the story is going into the film is this is the completion of the Skywalker saga. Like how many times have we heard that from J.J., from Kathleen Kennedy, from yep. even even the trailers? Um and and I think it's interesting, and it says a lot about 3PO and R2 as as characters that they're kind of the linchpin there. Um, like yeah, they've been in basically every movie. Yeah, it, it, well, they are, and that's if you're facing how to um, like communicate what this film is that it's like all three con- concluding all three trilogies, which is what it seems to be what they're trying to really go for. Um, you you can't really do that with um, Luke Skywalker because whatever role he has in this film, um, in ghostly form or it, it, whatever role that takes, that seems like a J.J. Abrams surprise. He's not gonna he's not gonna reveal Luke. So who else do you mm-hmm. use to tie and thread the whole saga? It just makes sense. Right. Even the Palpatine thing with the laugh, we still don't know what form he's going to pop in. You know, there are every, yeah. every theory is out there on Reddit. You know, in, <laughs> you in, the, e, in the EU, he was a clone. Um, we've heard rumors about Matt Smith playing him. We, we know that Ian McDermott provided the laugh for the voice for the, the mm. that first trailer. So um, they're, they're shrouding that in secrecy. And I should say, like, just just everyone on the record, you know, I'm a licensee. And I do have insider knowledge, but I also am under a million NDAs and can't talk about what I do know. Um, but I will also tell you that I actually know very little about episode nine. Yeah. Um, this has been the most secretive project I worked on um, at Tops for Star yeah. Wars, um, even more so than episode seven. I felt like going into Dang. episode seven, we knew more. So um, episode nine, something. there's yeah. just a lot. <laughs> well, and it is because that's, uh, uh, and JJ famously, specifically as a director, is known for secrecy. Um, yep. And and that's and I'm really get that sense because I haven't I've seen a lot of sort of rumors that have popped up on Reddit and stuff, but I have not seen the Force Awakens was cursed. I don't know about licensees and that sort of thing, but it was cursed with a lot of behind the scenes leaking, just yeah. a lot from yeah. the set. And like, I remember that. Like, I saw stuff on Reddit before we saw it as licensees. Oh yeah, like the some of those set leaks and stuff from TMZ mm-hmm. back in the day. But there just hasn't been that for Rise of Skywalker. Which... The security's a lot different, and I will tell you too. When we receive images, they are watermarked with our names on them, so <laughs> we couldn't put them on the internet without being fired. Uh, yeah. And I and I remind people that like we get sensitive information all the time, and we make sure it doesn't leak. Um, but there are other people seriously trying to infiltrate the filming. Um, I mean, you're seeing it with the live action TV shows that are happening down in Atlanta. 
Uh, yeah. You know, several Marvel shows are filming. Mandalorian is filming. I feel like I've gotten a lot of information out of uh, random fan sites and Reddit's about like what is being filmed um, as they're trying to put together their theories. Uh, but they're, <laughs> I, I think in general, the the stopping of the leaks has gotten much better in the past like two years. Yeah, and I think there's less of an industry behind it. I think The Force Awakens was yeah. such a big deal. The St Star Wars saga is coming back. There's just that hunger for for knowledge of what the plot's going to be, and I and I think so, to some extent, in a good way, that's been satiated because we have a whole bunch of different kinds of Star Wars films. And so I think, as a fan community, I, and and this is just my theory, I, I think there's less of an audience or hunger for like complete plot leaks, like you know, yeah. raise. I would hope so. I mean, know. don't you want to go in and enjoy the movie? And that's, that's always my been take the, on it. Yeah, that's always been the case with me. Like, or, or when I did this before the Force Awakens, I was going in. Uh, the like six months out, I was reading some of the rumors and spoilers and like early concept art leaks and stuff like that. But a lot of it's not accurate at that point because the film hasn't been edited, right? Mm -hmm. um, but as I as we got closer and closer, and there kind of became more and more concrete details and leaks for the plot, that's when I pulled out. And ever since then, probably since a few months before the Force Awakens, I've been a pretty much spoiler free kind of kind of guy. Yeah, I think uh, if you do want to stay spoiler free, like muting your hashtags um, <laughs> yeah. or staying off Twitter within the, the three weeks leading up to the film is probably about right. You know, we're 30 yeah. days out now, so there's going to be a big a big marketing push um, yeah. just like last year. Uh, in fact, today they put out character posters. So those are brand new as of like an hour ago Wait, or something. Wait, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't finish going through all the the notes for today, but those are brand new, so we can I, talk about how like those just came out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna pull them up right now. Uh, yeah, right, they're, they're they're different, um, and, and it's it only features mostly heroes and Kylo Ren. So I, which made me think like, is he a hero? Hmm. hmm. Okay. Yep. So BB-8, uh, 3PO. You, you, wow. Very very traditional. Like with the yeah. just the black Starfield background and the single character, wow! The, almost very, the complete yeah, opposite. Very old school looking. Very, almost the complete opposite of the sort of artsy red post character posters from the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, they, they, it's like a completely different feel to yeah. the film. This that these posters feel like something out of nineteen seventy seven. They they do they feel like they would be like on the back of an action figure. Oh, yeah. there's the Billy yeah. D. Williams. That's a new, new, new shot of Billy D. Williams. Oh, yep. Man, all right. So, it's it's interesting to see. Yes, because nothing really new as far as the character design, as far as character shots or anything, other than that's a new shot of Billy D. Oh, and a, and a pretty cool new shot of Ray. Um, interesting. Oh, and Zori Bliss. Mm -hmm. But Jana's in there too. Yeah, Jana's in there. It, but you're right. It, it does really focus on all the heroes. And um, I, I can't help but notice that, again, just the visuals tying into classic Star Wars. Um, and I think that's good. I think that's that's what you want for this film. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think J.J. has a real love of the original trilogy and wants to provide that, that aesthetic as yeah. well as that style of storytelling. And, of course, if you're trying to close it out, you kind of have to go back to the beginning. And the beginning means two different things. Are we going back to the beginning, episode one, chronologically, or are we going back to episode four, the way things felt? Um, and I think you can do both of those things. They're not necessarily mutually exclusive. So if J JJ could land this 
the way that people are hoping he does. I think this this has a chance of being the biggest movie of all time. Um, and I know we just had that with Endgame. Yeah. Um, but this this could be. I mean, the presale, the ticket presales were yeah. out of the gate ginormous. And I don't know what that trend is continuing wise. Um, but I know there's a lot of demand for the card sets that we're doing. Um, there's a lot of excitement around the photos we've put out on Authentics. People really nice. want us to bring in new autograph signers. Like we're getting a lot of um, requests and a lot. There's there's demand out there for this. I don't know what the brand will look like a year later once you know the episode nine is closed and we're on to whatever like streaming and everything else that comes after the fact. But sure. there there seems to be a big. Um, pent up demand almost for episode nine, almost at the same levels of like episode seven, where it had been a decade since we had Star Wars. So it's kind of crazy to see it again. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I And I, I'm, I'm excited, like, uh, especially as we get into, <clears throat> that's really what the show, as we cover some of the stuff, even the official stuff, we'll learn a little bit more about it. Um, but we're going to only cover pretty much official material because there's going to be a lot of it anyway. Like even this TV spot, there's not a lot of new shots. But there were two moments I wanted to um, highlight. One, I, I, I don't know that there's a lot of speculation here, but I love the visual and the lighting of this shot of Ray about 17 seconds in on the TV spot. And guys, if you're, uh, for, uh, we'll have the links in the show notes. Um, so go to the website, starwarsreport.com. We'll have the links listed right there. Or in the notes app of your podcatcher, you'll see the links if you want to follow along with us. But um, the... It's this really cool shot of this sort of snowy background and what looks like almost like a, a Tibetan monastery uh, or something like that. It's this this ancient stone building in a at where she stands at the bottom of a staircase, um, highlighted by this kind of harsh lighting, and it looks almost like something out of Winterfell in Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but I just love the visual there. I have no idea. Like, there's no context here at all, but it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, and I, I like when they just sort of throw that visual at you and then you have to go digging into your Star Wars brain about like what it might be. Yeah. Uh, and it's a nice thing that I think casual fans are just like, oh, she's in some cool location. And then the more hardcore fans may say, hmm, that could be a Jedi temple. Um, we've seen a lot of, I'll call it archaeology, um, you know, uh, with yeah. uh, with Dr. Afra being like probably the most successful of all the Star Wars comics running. Um, and then Rebels and Clone Wars go, always going back to like the ancient Jedi days. Uh, that's like the whole purpose of Jedi Fallen Order. You're just going from like your temple digging like it's something out of Indiana Jones. So uh, it could be that they're on the hunt for these ancient locations. Yeah. Um, you know, which is always how the force is ancient, right? They're always finding these like old places. Um, and ways to connect to the Force, uh, whether it be like the Temple on Malachor um, at the end of uh, Clone War, uh, Rebels mm -hmm. Season 2, um, or any of the Jedi temples that they encounter, like there's the one on Lothal that leads to the world between worlds. Um, that, that It could be one of those. Or it could be just um, a civilization that uses that aesthetic and it could be nothing. Yeah. Um, but like the speculation part is really, really fun. <laughs> I do like the idea of dealing with ancient Jedi temples. Um yeah. Like the idea, I mean, that's straight out of the Last Jedi, and even the uh, Force Awakens, the 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 Jedi temples, and I love and I loved the Malachor Temple in Rebels, that kind of delved into Jedi mythology outside of what we've seen on on Coruscant, yeah. um, and it, it and just makes sense. People forget um, Jedi temples are often built on Sith temples. The one in Coruscant was, um, and that came up in Jedi Fallen Order very recently. So, oh. um, you know, the the light and the dark, or you know, that's like the whole purpose of Star Wars is light versus dark. And uh, yeah. 
interesting if your major place of worship is built on top of your enemies. <laughs> it, it'd be pretty easy, I think, to slide back in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, the other shot I, I, I loved was this little this little moment. I've seen this bouncing around on Twitter um, in GIF form, but uh, it's this brief kind of confrontation in what looks like a Star Destroyer or Death Star-type large hangar that's uh, losing its pressure um, as... Uh, Kylo and Ray look like they've just been facing off against each other in some way, and uh, Ray's sprinting across the uh, the to the edge to jump onto the Falcon, uh, and sitting right there to uh, help out is uh, Finn. Um, so right there. So it's a, it's a, again no context. I don't know what point in the movie this is, but I'm assuming it's going to be tied to the big space battle. You know, I don't know when and where it lives, but someone on Twitter, more clever than I, um, <laughs> put up something very funny, and they were like, uh, for all you Raylos out there, she is literally jumping out of a spaceship <laughs> to not be with him. And that just made me laugh. Now, I don't know if that's true. Um, like, A-plus. I don't know where, like, but I was like, yes, I, A-plus tweet, retweet forever. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and mostly because, like, there are very much, like, two groups of people, the people who think that Kylo and Rey should end up together, and lots of other people who think that Kylo should not have redemption and he should be the villain villain. Um, people think Rey should kill him. Um, people think they, he should be redeemed and they should start their own army of Jedi. Uh, everyone's got their own theories on that, but I just love that thought of her legit jumping out of a spaceship because she hates him. That just made me <laughs> laugh. Um, and I like that Finn's there. Um, I will say I want more of Ray and Finn together on screen. We didn't get a lot of that yeah. in The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, but understandably, like everyone had to go on their own separate missions to like better develop their own individual characters. So I thought the the outcome of all of those missions was really important. Like Poe learned how to be a leader and uh, – Finn very much understood like what it meant to be in the resistance, not just on the run. Um, you know, especially with uh, coordinating with Rose on that, and Daisy had to do Daisy Ray had to do her training yeah. um, with Luke. Uh, so all of that was necessary, and it needed to be individual journeys. Now they're all back together, um, so I want to see more of that group dynamic. And we've been promised that it's been said openly, publicly. Like this is not like you know anything new. Mm. Uh, they've said we're going to see all of them together, and that shot of uh, several of them in the cave and several of them on the Falcon. Like I hope most of the movie is group shots like that. Yeah. No, and they, they've there. A lot of the shots we've seen is where they are all on the adventure together. And I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Although one person who's by himself is Poe Dameron in this new poster. <laughs> um, yeah. The um, Dolby cinema poster. It's his uh, kind of cool <laughs> orange looking X-wing facing off of an entire armada. Yeah, that that sounds like something Poe would do. Um, but it also <laughs> makes me wonder: is it is it a work, right? Yeah. Like, is he in there? Is is there not like a giant fleet behind him, and he just like slid out to the front? Um, is it a trap that they're setting? Um, you know, I mean, we we know there's going to be an epic space battle of some type, and Poe is certainly not going to go up against the Empire himself. Um, he's no he's no Dak Ralter. So, um, I <laughs> deep cut. I, I like. It. Yeah. Um. I, and Poe knows better. Like he he learned that exact lesson in Episode Eight. Mm. So he's not going to do that, I don't think. But I love the poster because we are in that place, right, yep. where it seems like the good guys are alone and beaten down. There's one of us left. It looks really hopeless. Um, Poe uh, probably in, in, at a point in the movie, and I'm sure every character will feel this at a point in the movie where they're on the ropes and they're not going to win. Um, but that would be really shocking if that's how it ended, right? Like, do we think the bad guys are going to win? That would be a really that disappointing be... <laughs> end to 42 years of this saga. So no. um, 
I, I think that this poster is evocative of the starting point of how everyone probably feels yeah. given that they got their, like their butts kicked in episode eight and there's almost none of them left. The, the yeah. first order has taken over very much the way that the empire had ruled the galaxy. So, um, it's starting from a place of hopelessness, which should be an interesting build to then get to the end of the movie. It, it should be an upward climb. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if it's um, the resistance on the run kind of deal, which is kind of the sense I get. Um, that was that was very much episode eight. Yeah, that is it, so, which is funny. Yeah, although I, I'm curious to see like who all these allies are going to be and how many Easter eggs they're going to throw at us because I you know yeah, we've heard already so many. on Reddit you know like yeah. um, I and we've met so many other characters and ancillary content with the comics and everything um, you know who's going to pop out of the woodwork for this final fight? I, uh, everybody, everybody led yeah. by Billy <laughs> D Williams. <laughs> I um. hope. I love Billy D. He's fantastic. Um, and he signs for us regularly. We brought him to celebration. He's good people. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he gets like his, not just fair amount of screen time, but, uh, he's got some people to avenge, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Han is gone. Uh, <clears throat> mm, excuse me. Yeah. Han is gone. Like, I was going to sneeze. Um, Han is gone. Leia's gone. Luke is gone. Can you imagine? Those yeah. are your three best friends. Maybe you haven't seen them in a while. But um, And you fought in a war together. They're all like brothers in arms, right? Yeah. And you're brought in as like the elder statesman. He's holding court in that one scene. Yeah. And we saw that clip um, in, I think, the prior trailer. You know he was telling everybody. Him for advice. Yeah. Like, I don't even, he can't even really fight. He's in his 80s. <laughs> so I think there. he was standing there telling everybody about his little maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. That's, that's <laughs> my... Yeah, and I hope he's most importantly, I hope he's vlogging it, um, just <laughs> just like Donald. Um, but in all honesty, like he he has some closure, I would think, or some vengeance. Even um, there's any number of things that he would probably want to achieve. Um, I'm sure he's pissed at Kylo because he knows he knows Ben. Ben probably called him Uncle Lando. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably. I, I don't know what you do about that. Yeah. The other last little thing about this poster. Uh, I like this little paint screen update upgrade to these. They're, they're old Imperial starter stories that we've already seen in some of the trailers, but uh, they've got some kind of new paint scheme. Yeah, that probably means something. I'm, sure I'm not going to speculate as to what it means, but I, there's so much out there, you know. I I th I'll say this: I think it means they are not affiliated with the First Order specifically. I think it's another related faction whether that's another imperial faction or the, related to the emperor and the sith troopers and whatever faction mm -hmm. that might i think it's a new player of some kind that um, could be interesting i mean we've heard a lot of theories about operation cinder yeah um and how that whole group uh, or not that whole group a whole group um went out into deep space well yeah actually and, walk us through that you know, because for a lot of people we may not be familiar with the uh it's from the aftermath books right after, uh, and battlefront okay so Battlefront gives us Battle of Jakku. So yeah. in Jakku on Force Awakens, in Force Awakens on Jakku, um, we see like that sunken Star Destroyer. Um, you know, it was in the first yep. trailer and mm -hmm. everyone like lost their minds, which my, myself included. Uh, we got background from that in the video game. This is where like the ancillary content, because it's all one continuity, is actually quite important. Um, and I, in some in some cases, like it's almost unfair because it's like if yep. you didn't play Battlefront, you might not know about Battle of Jakku. You might not know about Operation Cinder. And they'll have to figure out a way to get in enough audio dialogue into the movie to explain to you like what happened so that you d you're not required to read Aftermath or play the video game yep. and have it still make sense. I know that's a tough hurdle, 
Um, but I like the continuous um, storyline that weaves through all of the ancillary content. Um, it's great if you're a mega fan. I'm sure it's harder for a more casual fan. Um, but I, but uh, I'm assuming that that group of starships, um, those imperial-looking starships, they could be from Operation Cinder. Uh, and been waiting this whole time for the Emperor's return. We don't know. Yeah, and again, yeah. So Operation Cinder is the where the sort of Imperial plan to have uh, basically it's the Imperial backup plan essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your it's the contingency for if the Emperor is killed. Um, Palpatine basically says, if you can't keep me alive, then the Empire the Empire itself doesn't deserve to remain alive. And so he sets like a series of traps. One of which is setting up the entire Battle of Jakku, where the Empire would actually lose. Um, but a whole bunch of other splinter groups of I'm getting some of this wrong, I'm sure, because it's been a while since I read the details leave for deep space. And yeah. I forget who's included in that. Like, I can't remember if like Ray Sloan is in one of the groups that escapes the deep space or if she's in like the more so in the action. Yeah. I don't remember her fate. Um, but at one point, there are even theories that like we could see Ray Sloan in this movie as a much older woman because it'd be 30 years after her time in Return of the Jedi era, like mm-hmm. when I think she was in her 20s or 30s. So. Like she's potentially still alive. If I'm if I'm wrong, someone like put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, but no. um, who knows? Uh, there's any there's any number of those characters, um, you know. And I and I like Battlefront, um, but I'm loving loving Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, and dude, I'm, they I'm, can pull I'm, content from that to flow in. I've, you know, I, I, it's one of those things where like real life and my work shift has been really busy. But I've only, I've gotten about 45 minutes or so into the game, still like on the first levels. But so oh my far, God, you're still I, on the train. I know, I, I know, I know. It's really sad. Like I, I'll sit there and I'll play. I have 15 minutes, and so I'm playing tiny little bits. But it's uh, on yeah. my on my weekend. Uh, I'm gonna make a bigger dent in it because that's uh, so far. It's awesome. It is really, really fun. And according to Alex at Star Wars Explained, you probably need like 30, 40 hours to really play the game. Um, not to get to 100%. I think you need a lot more hours than that. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a commitment. And I ended up playing for less than an hour. And my husband played for more than an hour and was much better at it than me. So he was <laughs> he was flying through. We were both playing on like easy mode. I'm playing. Yeah, um, I was going to say I'm playing on the story mode like yeah. for non-gamers. But hey, that's OK. Yeah. I accept it. I just want to see the content. So I ended up actually going on YouTube just to watch the cutscenes because I was like, I need to know this story. Um, <laughs> so I got, I already know the ending of the game and I've seen all the fights and I was looking at some stuff and Jason, my husband and I were looking at each other. I was like, we're not going to get to that until like January, February of next year. Like there's no way that we're going to like cross through and make it through like some of these fights. Even, yeah. even at like story mode, um, I don't want to go up against like half these people. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Well, uh, we'll do this one little final piece here. Um, the Entertainment Weekly, uh, they just have a new spread, new interviews. Yep. Uh, actually, I clipped this little segment that Good Morning America did where they actually excerpted some of the audio of the interviews. And it kind of, rather than just read uh, from the uh, issue, let's take a listen right here. Entertainment Weekly highlighting Star Wars in their newest issue, complete with three special edition magazine covers featuring each generation of the Skywalker saga. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. As Yoda would say, there's great responsibility (laughs) that goes with doing this, and I think that we all take that seriously. The issue featuring interviews with the stars of the new film, including Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, and Oscar Isaac. The fact that this is just the culmination of a 42-year epic opera and we got to be part of telling a little bit of that story and, and telling the conclusion of that story. It's just such an astounding thing. Endings were the thing that, you know, frankly, scare me the most. The Force will be with you 
always. So going into this thing, knowing this had to be an ending, and we're not screwing around. So this was about bringing this thing to a close in a way that was as emotional and as meaningful and also as satisfying in terms of actually being something that can answer questions as possible. The Force will be with you. Always. Mm, there it is. Mm. <laughs> Poor JJ. You, I bet if, if I'm JJ Abrams and I have the... You know, plethora of criticisms from bitter lost fans about how I never wrap things up well. <laughs> if I'm offered, like, all right, here, what's the biggest franchise in the entire world that you can like close the door on and prove once and for all um, that you're re- that you're tackling this? Um, and he took it, and he's doing it, and he's he's kind of he's openly talking about that, which I kind of like because I think it's reassuring for some of the fans who've levied that criticism before, I guess. Oh, Certainly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was a huge fan of Lost, so this is some karma. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, um, but we, along with the um, along with the piece came a series of new images. Uh, we got a pretty good look at Richard E. Grant um, and his character, General Pride. Yeah, General Pride, looking pretty snarly uh, there. So we're getting some new First Order um, scum to, uh, to hate on, but I kind of, he, he seems like a pretty over the top kind of villain, which is very consistent with first order villains. Um, so it seems oh like boy. he's going to fit right in. Those, those old men in the <laughs> empire or in the first order are the man babyest of man babies. They, I, I mean, I love the writing behind them because they're all so nuts. Um, and they they all bring their own sort of character traits to it. Like I love, Moff Chair Gerard, who gets choked to death, and um, you know, I, I Admiral Ozel, who is just so stupid and useless that there's actually a fan theory that he was actually a rebel spy um, because he was that <laughs> incompetent. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Um, I personally love Tom Kane as Admiral and then Colonel Yalaren through Clone Wars uh, and um, Rebels uh, because he, you can see like where he started as a really stand-up guy as part of the Republic and a military person. And, you know, you're in the military. You don't change allegiances based on who's in power. Nope. Um, you know, the, you, you're, you join the military to protect the government. And the government changes hands from, in our world, Democrats to Republicans and maybe eventually like a third party. Who knows? Um, if you're in the military, you're following orders and you're executing whatever the objective is of the government, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> essentially, yeah, like within the bounds of the Constitution and the government, that's yeah. the gut, that's what you're sworn to protect. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, whereas the first order, they are some splinter group of legit like Nazi impersonators, right? Yeah, um, that's sort of like where they're going with that, and they're modeling themselves off of like the worst parts of the empire. Yeah. Um. So these guys are even nuttier. Um, which I love. So I'm hoping that Richard E. Grant is almost cartoonish. Uh, and he is like kind of a comedy actor. So, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. go watch Spice World, guys. Go watch Spice World. Uh, like, stop listening to this and go watch Spice World. Come back. <laughs> um, and then we'll talk more about Richard E. Grant. Um, I'm delighted to see him in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a little tidbit, uh, just circling back to what we were talking about earlier. Quote, 3PO is, an assen- is essential to the movie's plot for the first time since A New Hope. Uh, Ridley points out that Ray might spend more time with 3PO than any other character in the film. Now that, see, that's the real opportunity to tie the saga mm-hmm. into Ray's story specifically, too, um, which yeah, I just It's the connective awesome. glue. Yeah. I mean, C-3PO was with Anakin, and then he was with Luke, and now he's with Ray, and yeah. that not that the line? 
Yeah. Um, you know, if we're talking about Jedi, if we're talking about like which character relates to the prior, tr- like people always like to say like so-and-so is the new so-and-so, like Ray is the new Luke, yeah. um, Poe is the new Leia, uh, Finn is the new Han, essentially. It's mm-hmm. not, they're not one-for-ones, um, no. but like you can see those archetypes built in. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that Ray needs mm. to figure out what happened in the prequel era. She seems to be pretty well versed on the OT, um, you know, her and, uh, and Finn both knew who Han Solo was and who Luke Skywalker was. Um, they meet General Organa, so they can get all their like more relevant history, like, like right now. But I don't know what they know about like the days of the Republic and the Clone mm. Wars and the prequel era in general. Um, that's where C three PO and R two D two can really come in handy. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it reminds me of Luke and, and Old Ben. You fought in the Clone Wars. Yeah, um, it's just that that you know tying to the prequels before there even were prequels. Um, I love that, and yeah, um, favorite quote of uh, <laughs> a babyish um, imperial officer is, "My lord, there are so many uncharted settlements. It could be smugglers." <laughs> He's just such an arrogant butt. Um, oh boy, they. they I, what's funny is if you watch New Hope again, like Vader. Um, doesn't seem that threatening and Tarkin is very much in control and um but Tarkin represents like the worst of of those guys and is is nuts right like he seems like actually delusional um you know he's like oh there's no way we're gonna fail um and even when they're like oh you have to evacuate and he's like in my moment of triumph and I'm thinking you're gonna get blown up in like 10 seconds (laughs) um like pay attention to the people around you um but yeah I'm, I'm hoping we get more of that smug arrogant um angry insanity uh, and as, and someone like, I'd someone like Hyde, I think that would be great. Um, what's curious is I haven't seen much of Dom Hall Gleason in any of this. Yeah. So what is his role? Like has Hyde essentially replaced him? I don't know. Yeah. Or does, and will Hyde maybe take on more of that cartoonish villainry, uh, villainy away from, uh, Kylo Ren and, and maybe also Hux, um, to yeah, give them a little bit more of a, a serious role in the drama and have them mature yeah. as, um, you know, villains slash leaders in their organization. I, I could see that being the case. Yeah. And I've read somewhere, I think it's in the comics. I can't remember now because, there's again, it's ancillary content. And by ancillary, I mean, like, not in the movies. Uh, there's this... Um, growing annoyance with all of the older first order officers that people like Kylo Ren and General Hux are in charge, even though they're basically kids. Yeah. Um, and like these other guys have like 30 years of experience on them. Yeah. That so was that, in the, that's gotta be super frustrating. In the visual guy, the last Jedi talks, it's like one of my favorite characters is Captain Canada. Cause he's like the one, you know, old empire era officer. Who's not bat crazy. Yep. So he's just like looking around at all these immature imbeciles. It's like, Five bloody minutes ago. Um, yep. I, I always love that portion. Captain Kennedy for the win. Um, oh, oh yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, and um, yeah, I, we can go on and on about the no. insanity. Dude, there's so much. The we're talking like, it's, I was like, oh, these are going to be like short 20 minute shows, 30 minute shows. And we, we have like an hour, two hours of content just of all this freaking stuff that's happening and we could go on and on about it but i don't want to take any more of your time than i originally demanded sir but dude thank no you so much for coming on um star wars report and a uh, parting shot uh let everybody know where they can follow you on social media i know you're always super active on twitter and the star wars community and uh talking about all the latest and greatest so i know people should follow you there and and what you guys are up to with tops 
Yeah, try to keep everyone up to date on all this stuff because it's so there's so much going on right now with the Mandalorian out and Jedi Fallen Order yeah. and Episode Nine only thirty days away. So um, for all of our official news, be sure to follow at Tops. That's T O P P S on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll see in the next couple days. Um, we're putting up new content from the Mandalorian. Um, there's basically a new episode every week. So we have new official photos, um, up on star Wars authentic. You can go to StarWarsAuthentics.com and check out all the official photos from the Mandalorian. We actually just did a big drop of photos for Jedi fallen order, which came out on Friday. Um, so that's really cool. Cameron Monaghan just signed autographs for us. So his autographs will be up shortly. Oh, nice. Um, from the Mandalorian, we've got, um, Werner Herzog autographs up already and Omid Abtahi following soon. Uh, other actors are coming a little bit later, probably next month. Um, and then, uh, tops now, um, you know, the trading cards that go out on tops.com, we're doing a tops now set for every episode of the Mandalorian. So you can imagine just with all that content, I'm tweeting out stuff daily basically about like, Oh, what's happening? What's new here? The new images they're on sale now. Um, and then we'll get a new episode this Friday, the Mandalorian and new associated photos next week. Um, and then with episode nine coming out, uh, rise of Skywalker on 1220, you're going to get all new official photos from the movie and a bunch of autograph signers who we can't talk about yet, which is frustrating because, you know, embargoes, um, <laughs> yeah. but some new people and some returning people with new imagery. So that's exciting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're into the new year. So it's kind of crazy, but a lot's happening in the next few weeks. So to keep up with that, like I mentioned, follow at tops. And then also on Twitter, uh, my handle is Darth Von Olin, and I can email that to you so you have it in the show oh, notes. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, we'll have the um, link right – as you guys are listening to that, we'll have the links uh, right in the show notes uh, on the, your podcatcher of choice. Just look at the notes on the app, and we'll have uh, we'll have that for you. Perfect. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tweet out all the news. So you can just – if you follow me, you'll, like, you'll know what's going on with Star Wars. There you go. There you go. Well, exactly. Appreciate it, Mark, as always, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Bye, Riley. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? And once again, Mark von Olin from Tops. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, hey, stick around. Coming up next, we have a special segment with the one and only Matt Rushing. I got it. I got the audio to work this time, guys. <laughs> um, and by got it, I actually finally uh, found it and have it edited, ready to go. It's our segment on. Uh, some of the latest from Insight Editions, uh, the publisher that has uh, put out such books as the Galaxy's Edge Cookbook. So I want to learn how to make a Ronto wrap, and Matt Rushing is going to uh, talk to me all about that, and of course some of the other awesome stuff that they have offered. But first, a shout out to our sponsor for this week's episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. It's Fan Dummies. Fan Dummies is the podcast that airs twice weekly, every Monday and Thursday. It's TV shows, movies, comic books, and much more. Hey, if you're a superhero fan, check out their crash course on Supergirl and the Flash comics. And subscribe, because they've got an upcoming series on the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Uh, if you're a fantasy fan, you can check out their uh, content on the Dark Crystal or Carnival Row. Sci-fi fans, of course, Star Trek and Stargate series, they've got one coming up, and specifically... They're preparing for the new Picard series that they're going to be breaking down. And, of course, Star Wars fans, you guys listening here to the Star Wars Report, check out Fan Dummies for all of the latest and greatest on The Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker right now. It's available at fandummies.com, fandummies.com. And we do appreciate the Fan Dummies podcast for, for uh, supporting us over here at the Star Wars Report.
Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, I have on the line with me one of the uh, the Star Wars Report's premier uh, uh, book reviewers, and uh, I would say one of the biggest Star Wars fiction fans I know, an all-around awesome human being and Star Wars fan. It's Mr. Matt Rushing. How's it going, man? It's going well, Riley. It's it's good to be here. Uh, you know, I can't believe that uh, you know we're this close to mm. the rise of Skywalker happening. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Mandalorian has dropped. We're basically uh, one month. I, we're, one, we're one month from all the snooty people talking about the press screening. That's what we are right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but so exciting. I mean, just uh, you know, it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan, and you know. Um, there is a lot coming out in the world of, of Star Wars books, which has been, you know, crazy. I feel like it's been a never ending um, review fest recently. Yes, so. it has. In fact, it, so much so that I wanted to take the chance to get you on the podcast to talk about some of the latest from Inside Editions. Um, you were cool enough to reach out to them, and then they were cool enough to provide us with some of the really interesting and kind of off the wall um publishing that they have because we, everyone's been talking about resistance reborn and you know um we, we have a lot of the sort of lead up to the rise of skywalker fiction that's coming out but i want to hear all about the uh, how to cook myself up a ronto wrap <laughs> and that's that, what i mean what's so funny is that uh, so they they sent a few uh, had a few different shipments from uh, inside editions and i just want to say thank you to them you know i reached out to them and honestly i got a response um in about you know five minutes literally about five what? minutes that's unheard uh, of by the way in i the know world of publishing <laughs> it's incredible um but they were so generous with with sending us this material um so one of the things you mentioned they they sent us over the the official uh, black spire outpost cookbook which is impeccably done in its setup. I had reviewed it over on the site. You guys can check that out. Yep. But the the actual recipes themselves sound good. Like those Ronto wraps sound mm-hmm. delicious. And and so I gave that to my wife and she's looking through it and she's like, man, can, can we make some of these? I'm like, yes, we can. So um, <laughs> we're going to definitely be trying some of those out, especially as, uh, you know, over the next few weeks, we'll be having some Mandalorian parties. And so there you um, go. definitely the perfect time to try and serve some of these things. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the cookbook itself, really does a great job of making you feel like it's an authentic cookbook from this world. Oh, uh, it, okay. yeah. And it, I mean, it has a whole story behind the author and he's one of the people who has a, a uh, little pop-up food stand there at Black, at Black Spire Outpost where you can visit. So um, he's got, you know, a, a great, look at all of the different places you can get food there and the places he's tried to like steal recipes from and stuff. So, I mean, it, it doesn't just feel like they, they just put a bunch of recipes together that felt like star Wars. They really tried their best to make it feel like you bought this cookbook from a star Wars outpost, which was not out of the back of a taste of home magazine. No, exactly. Exactly. No, it does not feel like, you know, um, you know, a house and home, recipes center star wars edition so which is great so would you compare it to the sort of in-universe style of the book of sith for example yes actually um that's a great way to put it because uh each each recipe even has a description of like where he found the recipe or who he like or who he's trying to mimic or who he stole it from or any of those kind of things so 
it's really neat. They put a lot of thought into all of this. And, you know, they've tried to make it feel as authentic to Star Wars, but at the same time, make it be stuff that people would actually want to cook. So yeah. um, the one I think uh, we might try first is um, Andorian Tip Yip, which is, <laughs> it's, uh, it basically is like, it sounds kind of like a chicken pot pie without the pot pie cover type of thing. So yeah. just, mm -hmm. yeah, really good. Um, so I think it's, it's, you know, if you have um, a Star Wars fan in your life who loves to cook, um, not only that, but it's got recipes for drinks. In the I was going to say, do they have like the cocktail yes. recipes? They do have some of the cocktail recipes. Now, they do not have blue milk, unfortunately, or green milk. So, uh, oh, um, but they do have, um, they call it, I think it's the um, calf sunrise. So <laughs> it's a special calf drink and it's, you know, made with coffee. Um, so, yeah, Wait, I mean. Have, it, they have portion bread. Polystarch yes. portion bread. And they also have uh, the um, Mustafarian loaf uh, where you can make bread. I mean, like, it's great because it moves from condiments to breads to, you know, act like sides to, um, you mean, you've got everything there for you. Um, like, you can make an entire Star Wars themed, you know, five course meal. So, no. very cool. It's very cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so they also sent us, and I wrote the review for this. I highly encourage everybody to check out the review over in StarWarsReport.com because it's it it's the ultimate pop-up guide. They've done a yeah. brand new edition of this, and there's a GIF on that review that shows you how it works out into a diorama. I'm looking at that right now, actually, on the site. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, Danae and I, the other night, my wife... I think we spent at least 15 minutes just looking at one of the pages, popping everything open, and every every time every time we thought we had, you know, the, the all of them done, we're like, oh no, look, look, you can do this, you know. So it's so cool, and I love pop-up books. So, and I'm obviously a huge Star Wars fan. This really is a joy to play with. So if you have kids. Does it kind if of? You so, don't have kids. You don't. It, you know. It folds out into a diorama here that I'm seeing. Is the mm -hmm. diorama kind of across the universe, sort of like a sampling of different locations and stuff? So what it does is it goes through the entire Skywalker saga, um, mm -hmm. and so it starts at the beginning with Episode One, and it goes all the way till well, it kind of goes through Episode Nine. Not really. It it yeah, alludes sure. to the the ending happening. Um, so I would say that's probably the only thing here that could have been done better is that if they had waited, obviously, you know, they're, they're just trying to get people, um, to have something awesome to buy for yeah. Christmas. Um, and it's still amazing. I mean, it's, it's just really incredibly done. And because it's a diorama, all of the pop-ups are 360. So there's, there's parts and things that move. Uh, 360 on the page, which is very different from a lot of other pop-up books where, you know, you're just opening each page. Yeah. This is really an experience to behold. So, and I liked how the gift shows it's a sort of zigzag uh, pattern yes. that follows the time. So mm -hmm. it's not linear in a long line, but as you unfold it, you could unfold it, say, on a table, and yeah. it'll actually yep. show you mean. That's actually the perfect way to do it is, is, you know, get on the floor or get on a, on a big table, like a dining room table and do it. So, um, 
they also sent us this really cool book that would be great for kids and honestly any adults because this one is a little bit more like those book of jedi book of sith and it's mm. called the secrets of the jedi okay and you know this is written by luke skywalker um you have to fudge the details in the sense that it feels like it's written by Luke skywalker as ray has left to go meet ben but before he sacrifices himself so it's a very quick read um and in many ways, um, this is the book that will help you get from the curmudgeoned Luke Skywalker to the Luke Skywalker in the trailer who says, you know, we've passed on all we know, the thousand generations live in you now. So mm-hmm. this is Luke Skywalker basically admitting all of his mistakes um, and how he was <laughs> wrong about the Jedi um, and teaching you all about the Jedi and the Force and it's... It's a cool book. It's really yeah. a cool book. Does it have to kind of stretch to circumvent the um, the Luke Skywalker? Certainly, of the middle act of Last Jedi, the more the most grumpy part of Luke Skywalker. Um. So what it does is Luke talks about the places where he was wrong. You know, where he yeah. he, he he even says in the book about how he. Um, he blamed the Jedi, the entire Jedi order for his own mistakes, you know? Um, and so put on them his failures as if they're responsible for that. Yeah. And as if the Jedi themselves are responsible for that. Um, not saying that the Jedi didn't make their own mistakes, but just that the Jedi mm-hmm. themselves are not meant to, to, to end basically. That's really what we're getting to is that, mm. you know, the Jedi here, throughout the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, Clone Wars, Rebels, and sequel trilogy that we're meant to continue on with this. Yeah. Like, that this will, he will not be the last Jedi. Um, it Which, has some real, really cool art. Um, it's got pop-out poster in the back. It's also got um, a really cool section where at the beginning there's a card you pull out and it's the um, Arabesh uh, mm. code, basically decoder. And there's like, Arabish sayings on every page from famous Jedi or Sith, and you can decode what it is, which is really fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a really does neat it, book. Does it dig into Old Republic lore at all? Does it go back that far in the Jedi Order? A little bit, a little bit. Um, it doesn't give you like a... Basically what it says about the Old Republic is that, you know, the Force and the, you know, the Jedi are before even the Old Republic started. Yeah. You know, um, so it just gives you this idea that the Jedi are ancient, um, even before the idea of the old Republic. And then, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, I think what's going to be interesting is something like this, where we might, you know, one day explore these ideas, you know, about the ancient Jedi. Mm. Um, but I think this is a perfect book for, for kids. The artwork is just outstanding in the book. Uh, I really love just looking at the art of the the book. And, you know, it's a great way to explain either to a new fan about the Jedi, their code, lightsaber stances, all of that kind of stuff that many of us fans take for granted that have been doing yeah. this for a long time. Sure, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's good stuff. I really, really liked um, getting a chance to read through this. And, and, you know, I did find it a little bit funny that um, they had to have an entire book to... <laughs> give you help with the transition for luke skywalker why why is he not so curmudgeonly anymore so um but it's great i love it i absolutely i really did um and it was one i was looking forward to 
And I was so thankful that they sent that one to me because mm. when I reached out to them, that was actually the book that I was just hoping I could get a copy of to review for the site. Um, and then they sent me all these other wonderful goodies. So, uh, And uh, if people wanted to find you or maybe uh, your Twitter, Instagram, if you've posted any sweet photos of these, where can people actually see? And I will have, of course, yeah. have the site itself yeah too. um matt rushing zero two on any social media um so those will be places to go there's a couple of other things that they did send us that we didn't write reviews of because it's kind of hard to do that but i wanted to recommend them to fans they sent me and i'm going to show you and i'll take some pictures and then we can put them up there they sent yeah. me these little mini editions oh of, that's cool. yeah the complete uh it's the concept art from ralph mccrory but a pocket version. It's pocket version. And then they also have every single cover of the Marvel comics. Oh. And these are really incredible. Um, I really like the run, way right? that they were set up. It's so much fun. It's the perfect thing to put in a Star Wars fan's, you know, stocking. But the one that really got me was just looking through the concept art mm. from Ralph McQuarrie. Because not only is it the art that, you know, we're so familiar with, but there's so many pieces of art that, you know, you never really saw the light of day necessarily in the yeah. movies, but then you see it show up in Clone Wars or yeah. Rebels or, you know, who knows what they're going to do. Or Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. Yep. So you just never know. So this is really cool. Um, again, I think these are just, this, this, these are not very expensive and they would make perfect gifts to put in a Star Wars fan stocking. And last but not least, um, this, we talked about pop-up books, but this might be one of the most unique pop-up books because this one you can do as a family. And it's called <laughs> A Merry Sisness Pop-Up Book, and it's a make-your-own uh, pop-up book. So this is the perfect way as a family to spend some time together. Um, it's really neat. You not only get to make the pop-up book, but then you get to color the pop-up book so like, oh, that's it's cool. all your work yeah um and so they have instructions on how it all works you pop these things out and then you glue them to the page um you've hopefully colored it already um you can color every single page you know uh, there are stickers that go along with this as well and there's places for the stickers to go on the pop-up book and then once you're done with the actual work of making the pop-up book then you get to just read it it's really cool it's that's it's neat just, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's very really DIY. Neat. I like, and I like that hands-on. It's like the 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 uh, Christmas Star Wars Advent calendar. Mm -hmm. Those are always fun. They just put it's, the new. Yes, yes. Um, and then last, we'll have a review coming out. I haven't done it yet mm -hmm. because I've had so much to get to. Uh, but I did get the Rebel Starfighters Owners Workshop ma Workshop Manual. So uh, that review will be coming to the site soon. Um, oh, but you, uh, what, this, what what model is it? So this is uh, the Rebel Starfighters, and it's the owner's uh, workshop manual. It's Alliance and Resistance models. Okay. So you get both in this book, and I've been looking through it and reading it, and the review will be coming soon, um, but it's really fun. Uh, if you like starships for, for Star Wars, like, and you like the fighters, and you want to know all the nitty-gritty details that can make you win, like... You know, maybe say you're Thomas Harper and you want to win trivia at Dragon Con. This is the book that you want to know because this is the kind of trivia that I'm sure they're going to pull out at Dragon Con. So, 
That is true. That is true. And that is why I will never win. Um, I wouldn't either. I would not either. So, um, yeah, just incredible stuff coming out. You mentioned um, we had Resistance Reborn that's come out, the reviews out there on the site. Force Collector is coming out as well, um, and that review will be out on the site. It, it's ready to go day of. In fact, by the time this recording drops, yeah. I think it's, it's already it just out. Dropped. Yeah, so, yeah, you'll find it on the, on the- um, so yeah, great stuff coming out. Uh, and um, thank you to, you know, all of these publishers, you know, they don't have to send us this stuff. Um, and we give honest reviews of everything, but we just really appreciate them sending us the things so we can enjoy them and, and let you know what we think. So yeah, and like I say, we'll have links to all of those in the show notes as well as uh, Matt will have your social media there. So if you want to uh, actually go through, look back at the reviews and click through, see what it actually looks like uh, and check it out for yourself. It's right there at starwarsreport.com. Matt, thanks so much for joining us as always. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Don't get cocky. Hey guys, this episode of the Star Wars Report is also brought to you by Audible. Get yourself a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash starwarsreport. That's audibletrial.com slash starwarsreport. It's a free membership to Audible for 30 days. You'll get one free audiobook plus two Audible originals. They have some really cool original podcast style series that are very highly produced. You can check out everything they have at audibletrial.com slash starwarsreport. Hey, don't forget the Star Wars titles they have available specifically. Most recently, Resistance Reborn. Check it out. Get it for free at audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report. And we do thank Audible for supporting the Star Wars Report podcast. And that is going to put the wraps on this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, but I'm not done. Uh, hey, big shout out and thank you to everybody supporting the show uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Um, and we do, and we're not stopping even with the uh, the current format, weekly bonus content over at our Patreon page as a thank you for those of you guys who support us directly and make this show happen. So I encourage you to go check out the $5 Rogue Transmissions level because right after I finish recording this, I'm going to be doing a solo-hosted Rogue Transmissions, breaking down some of the elements of the music in the Star Wars marketing uh, for Rise of Skywalkers. This most recent TV spot we talked about today and, of course, the uh, the trailer, the final trailer that just came out. There's a specific kind of nostalgia that they're hitting with music that you may not notice on first glance, but I'm going to break it down on this week's episode of Rogue Transmissions, available exclusively at patreon.com slash Report. So I encourage you to check that out. We have all kinds of cool bonuses, including... Um, an exclusive patron chat and a bunch of other cool things that you'll see there on the page. But there's a big shout out and thank you to you guys who support us directly. And I encourage you to check that out because we're going to keep doing bonus content every week leading up to, and even right after the rise of Skywalker, patreon.com slash star Wars report. If you want to email the show, of course, star Wars report at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on social media. It's just at star Wars report on Twitter, facebook.com slash star Wars report. And we do appreciate each of you guys uh, tuned in there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Riley Guy, and of course Instagram, which is the best place to follow me and interact. It's just the Riley Guy, R I L E Y, uh, at the Riley Guy. But that's going to put the wraps on this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. Until next time, guys. May the Force be with you. And remember, Minnie Dothan. <laughs> leaving it in. Minnie Bothans died. Minnie Dothans died. Minnie Bothans died to bring you this podcast. <laughs>